You're listening to the Fix the Money, Fix the World Show on the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast Network. Here's your host, Luke Mickich. Welcome back, guys, and thanks for tuning in to Bitcoin Breadcrumbs, where Corey and I are going to bring you all the latest news and events in the Bitcoin and broader macroeconomic space. Uh, This one is a little bit longer because lots of things happened in Bitcoin and around the world this week. Uh, We touched on the CPI inflation hitting 6.2%, which is actually the highest inflation print over the past 30 years. Uh, We also took a look at why the CPI is alive. Um, We looked at lots of different charts and graphs from a bunch of different websites that expose the CPI for what it really is. So if you guys are listening in on the podcasting platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to head over to the YouTube channel where we um, where you can see the video footage of what we're discussing. Uh, be sure to go and subscribe over there as well on the Bitcoin Made Simple uh, YouTube channel uh, because we have been doing lots of video related uh, podcasts of late, I suppose. Uh, we also touched on the rumors around Zimbabwe and whether they are potentially posturing to make Bitcoin legal tender because there's lots of rumors about Zimbabwe. So we took a little bit of a look into that. Um, But I really hope you guys are going to enjoy this show. Uh, Before we jump into it, we should uh, hear from today's show sponsor, who is Coinbeast. Do you guys have questions about Bitcoin? Personalize your learning and book a one-on-one video call with a Bitcoin pro on Coinbeast Connect. You can learn about mining, security, the Lightning Network, taxes, and many other topics. It's really easy. Choose your topic and pro, select a date when you're available, and bring your questions to the meeting room. Book your first call today by going to coinbeast.com and clicking on the Connect tab. Be prepared for the financial revolution and get the knowledge you need. All right, take two and action. (laughs) uh, Keep that part in there. Keep it in. It's all natural. Uh, we, uh, we started talking for those that are listening and then we realized that we had, uh, to something screwed up. Um, so fortunately we were only like two minutes in, um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll just start over again and make it really natural. Um, <laughs> I was thankful but, we were uh, only two minutes in, we, we got in and we realized I couldn't share my screen because we wanted to show you guys the big news of the week, uh, with the 6.2% manipulated CPI inflation in the United States, uh, which is what the highest inflation print in over 30 years, Corey. And that's what, what they're telling you. Yeah, That's what they're telling. By the way, how about that guy on Jack? So I forget what tweet it was that Jack had put out. And I said something like, you know, oh, remember like not too long ago, just a week ago, people were saying it was dangerous for Jack to say that the hyperinflation was a you know a possibility and that one guy that kept commenting i think you even replied to him and i was like this guy is the most ngmi like he's the most not gonna make it <laughs> in the history of the world like and there's just people that don't get it like if you think six percent is hyperinflation then i've got some bad news for you it's not and it's like well first of all i didn't say we're in hyperinflation at the moment it's like we're prepping for it yeah. And second of all, you really think that that 6%, what was it, 6.2%? Yep. You think 6.2% is the real number? Like if you double the money supply in a 12-month span, in the, like they're going to come out with real numbers, just like they come out with real statistics about everything else. Like give me a break. 
Well, here's the real numbers, Corey. This is shadow stats. Um, and all shadow stats does is it simply measures the way that governments used to measure inflation themselves. So for anyone who's uh, watching on the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast <laughs> YouTube channel. So counting poultry and... Yeah, yeah. So this this covers everything. So the listeners won't be able to see the charts we're looking at, but jump over on YouTube and you'll be able to see that when you measure the way governments used to measure inflation, inflation's actually approaching 15%. But obviously we know that the US government manipulated the CPI basket in the late 80s and 90s. So that's why your manipulated government approved inflation index will tell you that inflation is only 6.2%. So they they manipu- started manipulating in 1986, and um, I'm going to pretend like I know why, and you tell the audience why that <laughs> happened and what happened, and I'll just pretend to learn along with them, because I definitely <laughs> know this. Of course you do. I know you do. Uh, essentially, if, if inflation's low, central banks can print money out of the wazoo, and everybody knows that when you increase the money supply that disproportionately benefits the people who hold all the assets. Because naturally, if the Fed is buying assets, so that's mortgage-backed securities and bonds, that artificially inflates the stock market and the housing market. So naturally, the people who have all their wealth in these assets, like stocks and the housing market, they benefit from the inflation. Like house prices are compounding at 10 to 15% per year, Meanwhile, your wages are compounding at 2% per year. So that's that's where the theft is. Your wage is going up by 2% a year. Your savings are losing value by 10% a year. And the price of everything that you want to buy, stocks and home prices, is going up at 20% a year. So what you're saying is... Um... And I mean, so when that that uh, that chart that you were just looking at, where it showed, I mean, when did they change the way they measured it, inflation? So that was in the eighties and the nineties. Um, it was also how, how did they do it? Just from money printing, or did they stop counting certain things in the in the like? Did they take out like how the whoever that dumbass was that was like, you know, inflation doesn't really uh, it's not that bad if you take out the price of things that you buy. You know, like I think you said something like you take out the price of like poultry and meat. Like, oh, geez, go! Thank God we don't buy. Nobody buys that because I mean, yeah, you terrible. nailed it. That Democratic guy the other week. If you, if you take out oh. poultry, meat, eggs, and fish, inflation's a little bit more in line with historical averages. Uh, but yeah, it's I mean, I, like how stupid do they think oh. we are? Like, that's what kills me. I mean, we'll get into the techno side. How stupid do they think we are? (laughs) Like, I can't believe that they actually come off and say this shit. And they just go like, if you take, I mean, seriously, you, it's like a comedy skit. If you take out the price of gasoline, uh, cars, air, (laughs) water, um, natural, like anything you need to live. If you take out those prices, then inflation is not that bad. It's actually zero. Like it's been, it's cost zero, zero to have grass, you know, like, but fuck, no, they're going to, it's, ugh, sorry, it just drives me nuts. Me it's too, like how dude. insane is that? It's insane. And like, I can't believe there's people that don't like nobody, you just look around in normie world and people aren't like alarmed by this. Like they, that doesn't, if I wasn't a Bitcoiner, I would have, that's something, a statement like that would make me cash in 
and go ape into Bitcoin immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, the gaslighting is wild. Um, I think the things they changed in the 80s and 90s was uh, home prices. So home prices or just the cost of living, that constitutes or makes up like 30% of the entire CPI basket. And what they did was they swapped out measuring the actual price of a home. So if homes are increasing by 10% a year, that means that 30% portion in the CPI is increasing at 10% a year. But what they did was instead of actually measuring the price of homes going up, they changed it to what's called owner's equivalent rent survey or something like that. So they would survey a certain small handful of homeowners and say, how much do you think the rents are going to increase in your area next year? Uh, so obviously they'd be very <laughs> they'd be very selective of what surveys they take. Well, that's really accurate. That's, <laughs> that's that is some great statistics uh, right there. I mean, wow, that's these are the people that these are the the people that uh, we're supposed to trust. This is a science, right? They're collecting data, <laughs> and we're supposed to trust the science. So, um, you know, I mean, that's great. That's great. Like, that's like going around and asking people, like, uh, how much do you think it would cost to rent a car at Enterprise Car? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, like 20 bucks a day, uh, like in the, like, okay, well, exactly. that counts our, that's our official inflation. Then you said it. <laughs> like, Jesus. God. That's exactly what it's like. Trust the science. Trust the science, Corey. Um, so, yeah, essentially the owner's equivalent rent. I think when home prices went up 20% last year, the actual owner's equivalent rent only went up something like 2%. So that's where the <laughs> theft is. <laughs> and there's other things as well. So What a when, joke. Yeah, such a joke. And of course they do all sorts of other crafty things. Like they swap out the price of steak to hamburgers and they say, oh no, no, no. Just ignore the fact that that really good quality uh, steak went up by 50% last year. Uh, we're going to swap that out for hamburgers. You can still get a similar size serving of hamburgers, which is a red meat. Um, so we're going to count that in, and shows that the price is actually deflating. They've got all sorts of little crafty tricks up their sleeves. Well, you know, and so a little anecdote about meat not all being the same. We all know that. Um, but uh, this is my like fiat guilty pleasure. Um my unhealthy guilty pleasure is it like every once in a while, every couple months, once every couple months, I will go to Taco Bell and I just go ham on Taco Bell. Like it's like my wife's just like, she's, she's like, you're going to Taco Bell. I, you know, there goes 15, $20. Like it's just gonna be gone. I'm going to feel awful afterwards. Probably feel bad for like days. And then, um, and yeah, but, but I go ham and, uh, and so the the area that we're moving to, um, there isn't a Taco Bell. So like I don't know, I have to find a Taco Bell for my 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 you know like quarterly fix. And um, but the reason there's not a Taco Bell there is because the like area does not allow people to serve below a certain grade of meat. Like oh. you, it has to be like grace, grade C meat or higher and Taco Bell can't be there because they serve grade D meat and below. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Speaking of yeah, grade like, C, um, <laughs> as soon as you said, as soon as you said grade C, my eyes got fixed on the word soy 
US soy. We're, we're looking at a, a chart here. Soy is going up. Yeah, of course it is. Soy is going bananas. To, um, so we're looking at a chart of year-over-year increases in a bunch of commodity prices. So again, the governments are telling you inflation is only 6%. Let's look at the actual statistics. Lumber, 160%. US soy, 130%. Corn, which is in most of your food, 100%. Oil, gas, 90%. Gasoline, 80%. Heating, 80%. It's absolutely wild. It really doesn't look anything like 6% inflation to me, Corey. No. Um, so how do they, I mean, what did they take out to get to 6% inflation? Oh, okay. So we did the, they do the substitutes. Um, we, we talked about with the meat and the steak and uh, they do all sorts of things. Um, like instead of, um, instead of having things like really nice chicken breast, if the chicken breast goes from $10 to $15, a 50% increase in one year, they would say, mm, okay, 50% increase. How about we take that out? Because there was a storm at a chicken farm that impacted the supply chain. So we're going to ignore that. And we're going to say, okay, it cost you $10 for a bit of chicken last year. Well, you can still get chicken necks or chicken wings for $10. So 0% inflation. They do that's and they do the same thing with the hamburgers, the steaks. They did the same thing in the 1970s. Um, in the 1970s, obviously, that was the decade with the most inflation in the US's history. Year over year inflation in the 70s, uh, it was like 10% per year for the entire decade. So, really, really big inflation. That was because we went off the gold standard in 71. And then the petrodollar came and saved us. Yeah saved us we went and supported a militia in the in the in the saudi arabians um but yeah it's in the 70s the fed chair actually removed 75 percent of the entire cpi basket from this from what was in there at the beginning of 1970 versus what the, was in there at 1980 75 percent of the basket got removed so that fuck around with the energy costs and that fuck around with the food and there'd be a there'd be a storm in a banana farm and they'd completely take all food out of the cpi basket it's absolutely predatory um and well it's amazing because it's it's the it's just some i talk to people all the time about the media but it's amazing the way that they frame things the way i mean and i mean that framing in like the camera angles and everything it's amazing how they do these things and the way it affects um your perception so with something as simple as data they just take it out they just they nobody looks nobody looks beyond the headline they see six percent inflation like, okay yeah that seems like it's uh it's more but i mean it's going to it is going to absolutely rip here at, at some point. I couldn't agree more. The gaslighting is what annoys me the most. Uh, again, for the listeners, I've pulled up another article on screen here. And no, I'm not joking. The title is Inflation is Good for You. Don't panic over milk <laughs> prices. Inflation is bad for the 1%, but helps out almost everyone else. We that is the dumbest statement I've ever seen. <laughs> we literally Paying more just for this... your goods and services is good for you. 
that's just like you say the gaslighting is amazing and look at that like, guy john schwartz what john a Sch- what a what a jackass smirk <laughs> like what a like look at me i know what i'm talking about ng mod that's yeah that's what not I think gonna make john. it john john i hope you're a listener john schwartz and i hope that that profile picture that you have on the intercept is a joke I hope that you did that like kind of as a parody to make fun of the intercept because that's embarrassing if it's real. Here he is. Uh, John yeah, Sw- look at that. I know John what I'm Swartz. talking about. I can smile awkwardly. <laughs> NG might. Well, I'm, he's in, I'm he's a little ripe a- today. I'm a little ripe today. <laughs> you haven't caught that. I, I like it. You're entertaining me, mate. Um, but naturally, people have seen through this shit, Corey. Um, and an example of that is there are rumors of zimbabwe considering adopting bitcoin legal tender um so this is interesting uh, yeah so yeah you you texted me about this and so what's going i mean is this legit so we have a couple people or what what's that one article says they're denying it i'm sure they deny it, you know um but that's a legit like r- legit rumors happening yeah, so this is what I wanted to pull up. Um, the rumors have actually been circulating for a long time. So if we have a look at all these kind of articles um, on Zimbabwe, you can see them going back for months. So you've got one two months ago, there were rumors. Uh, in October, impossible to run away from cryptocurrency, said one of the top finance ministers. Um, and then five days ago, uh, one of the, um, who was it? The, a top official said Zimbabwe is looking to allow quote unquote cryptocurrency as legal payment. And then obviously somebody came out two days ago and said, no, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. So, so this two days ago, they came out again saying they're not considering it. Um, so there's a lot of Where back is and Jack forth. Mallers at? Hey. Has Jack Mallers check his passport? Has he been stamped into Zimbabwe? <laughs> that will be the, that's how we know. Yeah, I like that. Check his passport. He's been everywhere. Like, just text Jack Mallers right now and say, send me a picture of you holding today's newspaper in your Chicago, uh, <laughs> whatever it is that he does. His zooms from like his walk-in closet or yeah. whatever, his empty walk-in closet. That's the best thing. I love that. Uh, can- I will not have an empty walk-in closet. Because we that's at the new house, my wife has been waiting years for the walk-in closet that we will have, and I guarantee you, I will have about this much space <laughs> in that closet, and uh, that's about it. Um, Let it go nuts. Let it go nuts. She can have one yeah. room, mate. Oh no, she has the whole house. I got. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> I've got uh, the movie theater in the basement. That's about it. <laughs> Jesus. If, when I when you guys let me into the US, I'm coming to watch a movie there. Movie theater. Oh, that's amazing. I, I mean, the screen's not huge. Like I mean, I don't we don't have stadium seating. Sounds really arrogant. Um, but uh that's something like I want to do. Uh, she's like, no, we're not doing that. Um, we'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, the uh anyways, I totally derailed our conversation um the listeners are probably going to like i guarantee you the comments are going to be like 
God, would Corey just shut up and let Luke give us some good information? Um, so I apologize. It's late. I'm drinking. And I've also had a long day. So. We were allowed to talk about our citadels, citadels only. And as long as every episode I say real estate is a shit coin, you can get away with it. The loosen, the loosen yeah. will be okay. Yeah. Stack sats, plebs. Stack sats, not houses. Um, people who are stuck in houses, I suppose, could be China. Uh, this is something else I look at that kind of indicates that inflation isn't going to be transitory. So everybody knows and the reason. When they say transitory, that, what do they mean by that for hey, dumb people that might not know? I said the Fed thinks when they say transitory, they say, oh, no, 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 no. Inflation's just going to go up for a couple of months and then it's going to come back down to zero. Prices, just meaning it's a transition. It'll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll pass. Just... It'll pass. So the. Uh, they'll go up and then they'll stay there. They won't go up anymore. Inflation will stop. Um, but obviously that's wrong. Uh, that's what they said in early in early 2020 when they printed trillions. They said, no, 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 this won't cause inflation. Six months later, we got inflation. They said, don't worry, it'll only be transitory. Six months later of high inflation, they're now saying, oh, it could hang around for a little bit longer, but here's why it's good for you. Um, looking at that article earlier, but so China is a really leading indicator. Um, obviously, China manufactures things for the rest of the world, um, and that's a, that's kind of a reason that the US has gotten away a lot with their inflation uh, recently. They pretty much gutted their manufacturing sector in the United States, and they offshored all of that manufacturing to China after they got allowed into the World Trade Organization in the nineties. Um, because China, obviously, they manufacture everything and they pay their workers pretty much slave labor, like really, really, really cheap. I don't know, five bucks an hour. I'm not sure the figures pleb, so oh, don't quote me. On I'm that. sure it's much less. It's, I'm sure it's less than that. Yeah. And, th- and that's why our goods and services have been relatively cheap for the past 20 or 30 years, because uh, China's been producing them cheaply. But now... China's PPI, so that's the producer price index, is actually also hitting its highest levels for 30 years. Um, And there's lots of reports coming out of um, companies in China that they're raising prices uh, the the highest they have in a long time. And this is actually, so in the blue, you're looking at the China's PPI, so that's the producer price index. And then the red line is the CPI, so that's the consumer price index. You can see they generally move in lockstep, these lines. Um, And you can generally see that most of the time, a large spike in the um, PPI, the producer price index, that generally leads to an increase in the CPI. And this is actually the largest gap between the two lines that we've ever seen, indicating that Chinese inflation is probably about to pick up. And it's, I mean... The further that spread gets, the 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 fur, the more that rubber band it gets stretched, and it's gonna launch that. I mean, same with what goes on with the Bitcoin price. I think, like you know, we're like oscillating here in this, you know, sixty five k range, and it's like I feel like the longer that happens, um, yeah, it's gonna just be a slingshot getting pulled further and further and further. Um, so, anyways. I couldn't um, agree more. I think it's really healthy that we're just consolidating here at all time highs. Um, Bitcoin's kind of been a little bit boring, hasn't it? Hasn't done much in a week or two. Um, yeah, Bitcoin itself has been boring. The Bitcoiners have not been boring. 
<laughs> Bitcoin is a never boring. Uh, no. Twitter spaces. Are I, always... I can't keep up. I've, I'm like barely able. I'm just so like up to my eyeballs and stuff with the house and business and everything that like I've, I've, I've actually had to take a knee and just uh and let the these these uh these twitter conversations pass me by because i'm like i there's no way i'm gonna be able to keep up right now yeah i don't see you in spaces as much as normal um actually yeah i've probably dropped off over the last three or four weeks um i'll come back but it's, it's hard to uh, keep up definitely I don't know how people have the, the you have to have pace you have to you have to have an endurance and stamina <laughs> to to keep going in those i'm like um so anyway so were we looking at zero hedge now always on zero hedge uh, i'm an addict um but i think that's just about everything um the energy crisis is something that everybody should be watching um natural gas prices up 400 in in the eurozone and uk and that's why electricity prices have doubled in in the eurozone especially in places like spain um that's something that I recommend the plebs should be watching uh, like in China at the moment, we were just talking about Chinese manufacturing and the producers over there. Uh, the CCP is actually making them ration the electricity at the factories. So they're actually saying, look, you can only turn your power on for one week. Then you need to turn it off the next week. You can't produce anything. So obviously, obviously that's just going to impact the supply chains even more um than it is now if china who's the world's largest manufacturer isn't producing the same amount of goods and services combine that with the fact there's a shit ton more money out there chasing the goods and services you know what that's going to do to the price of things i mean you would almost think that this is a coordinated concerted effort um it seems a little what are the odds Oh, you got your tinfoil hat right there. <laughs> tinfoil yeah. hats on. Um, I mean, you know, what? What? I mean, that's really convenient. I mean, what a crazy timing that this all happened. It's, it's nearly nuts. I can't believe that. It's nearly too perfect, isn't it? It's nearly too. Perfect. I know. It's like, it's like if they could have sat down over the last couple of decades and mapped this out, it couldn't have gone better for them. Um, the one that's thing, if they could have done that, but they would have never done that. And if they did, they would have told us. Yeah. The energy crisis <laughs> is definitely shooting them in the foot. Uh, like they're trying to move away uh, from coal and oil, um, natural gas sources. They're trying to move to all these unreliable renewables like wind and solar. And that's obviously like Europe's probably the country that's bent the knee the most to, to the renewable uh, climate hysterics mm -hmm. and they're obviously the ones that are suffering the most with those electricity prices absolutely soaring 100 percent year over year oh i'm not you know this could be in trouble with some people um but i don't give a shit about climate change i yeah. care about my environment mm -hmm. it's like i don't want to um I don't want to pollute. I don't want to leave trash about. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like create waste, but um, I don't see it as the, uh, the threat that people think that it is. Um, and, and 
what really was eye opening to me was just seeing what car like you know they've tricked us into thinking that carbon is bad for the world um and then it's like well shit we're we're made of carbon like everything is made of carbon human beings are made of carbon um and uh and then you know whenever you dig into like the fact that you know why the in in the you know jurassic periods and stuff why were the plants so much bigger because they had higher co2 concentration you know what i mean like and what really i think should be alarming for people should be the fact that like how insane is it that bill gates is like i want to block the sun and it's like i think that that sun is pretty important like i'm pretty sure for oh i don't know the four effing billion years that this planet has been here or whatever it is that uh you know everybody like plants survived and everything like that they can't pinpoint any cataclysmic event that they try to point back nothing comes from oh the dinosaurs were driving too many cars that's not why they like they were they went extinct it's like they're they're like the best we can come up with is that uh you know an asteroid hit the earth and killed everything on it you're like okay well how did that what did that do and like well you know a cloud of dust to block the sun it's like oh block the sun like the way bill gates wants to block the sun is that what you're talking about like the same thing that's weird crazy how how you wild that is that you tell me that that flubby ass wants to block the sun and and uh, he's the picture of health so i should listen to him because he knows what he's talking about that's how arrogant like humans are just so arrogant in thinking we think that we have such a greater impact on our environment around us than we actually do. Um, you know, and we're like, I can't believe we're doing all these things. And it's like, I think George Carlin, the comedian said it, it was like mother nature will be fine. It's humans that are a problem. Like, don't worry about mother nature. Mother nature will just get rid of you. If, if you're too much of a nuisance. I couldn't agree more. I need to co-sign everything you just said on uh, kill bill. That's what I call him. Kill bill Gates uh stay away from him <laughs> stay away from his needles stay away from his bug burgers don't go near any of them he's he's just he's the epitome of soy bill gates i was just gonna say he is so he is like <laughs> the definition of soy like oh, if you just if you know instead of you know they have like bobblehead dolls yeah. they need to make like a bill gates wobble belly like just like where you <laughs> shake him and his soy belly just like jiggles back and forth I think this is probably the most entertaining uh, weekly breadcrumbs that we've uh, left out there for the, <laughs> for the plebs. Uh, Good news is them. it's probably just going to get in, keep getting more ripe as time goes on. Let's do it. I like it. Um, this is probably the last chart we've got for you today, guys, but we're just talking about climate change. And I remembered this chart here. I think this is... What is this one? A 4,000 year chart of temperatures. And you can see that absolutely nothing has changed. This is just a natural 500-year warming and cooling cycle that the earth goes through. A lot of people say, no, 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 the one-degree temperature change over the past 170 years was man-made. It was man-made from the Industrial Revolution. It could be. Some of it certainly could be attributed to that. But as you can see, these kind of spikes in temperatures is absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, the plebs listening in on the podcasting apps, again, Carrie, check us out on YouTube. We're looking at all the charts. We're roasting Bill Gates. 
Um, you can see that this is absolutely nothing out of the ordinary and it's actually making lower highs all the way down. So it's almost like this system was designed um, by a higher power to work in this way where it regulates itself. It's crazy that that would be the case. Um, you know, and I, I can't remember if I've done this on breadcrumbs, but I've done it in spaces before in my friend that, uh, his, is, uh, enlightened me to some things that are, are quite interesting. Um, in the, is something that actually turned my friend from an atheist back to like a believer in God and everything. But like, we're talking about, um, uh, you know, it's actually natural for the earth to, um, for the waters in the oceans to recede and the ice caps to get thicker. Um, and that's possibly where Atlantis really is. Um, because Atlantis, you know, people think it's this mythical thing, but it actually, I think it was Plato was talking to like, like, the the priests in Egypt that were like telling the stories of this like city that have been passed down for like thousands of years, you know, so like Atlantis is a real thing. It's probably buried in the oceans right now. And it's not because they were driving SUVs around. It's because the earth amazingly goes through these natural cycles as if boy, like we, like we just can't wrap our heads around the fact that maybe we don't have control over this, rock that is flying through space in a perfect orbit around the the sun at the perfect distance that gives us the perfect living conditions that we live in to give us this beautiful planet uh, but we can't no like we are we are effing it up because we are driving too many cars we're just we are we're driving too many cars everybody stop stop what you're doing i'm not gonna rant on that anymore um <laughs> It's absurd. It's all absurd, honestly. People think they can control everything. It's it's honestly absurd. Um, it's the it, biggest it, lesson, like honestly, for humans is to like understand that you can't have control. Um, and like something I'm learning as a parent, that's something my dad told me. Um, but it when you become a parent, it is a a never ending it's a never-ending cycle of you having to let go of your kids like you let them go further and further because when they're born they are completely dependent on you and then um they start to you know move so you don't have to carry them everywhere and then they start to you know be able to get their own food and all that kind of stuff and you know just it's it is it's 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 gut-wrenching for parents um because as much as we want them to grow, you know, grow up and be independent, you still want them to be right there with you. So yeah, it's just a, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how I got there. Um, giving Bill Gates some advice. You were saying, listen, yeah. Bill, you can't father you can't this planet. Change. Yeah, you can't control everything. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Control everything. You just gotta let go. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. You gotta look at the six point two percent inflation print. You gotta understand that the governments are pissing in your face and telling you it's raining, and you gotta opt out. You can't control that fucked system. Some salty rain. Yeah, yeah, that's salty. <laughs> Some bitter right. rain. Uh, um, I think I think that's just about everything, though, brother. What do you reckon? Are what about, about uh, what about Zimbabwe? You said something about or no, 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 Zimbabwe. Uh, the 
no 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 the the trill the 150 trillion Ooh. what was that yeah so the at this uh cop um i don't even know what it stands for but this global climate hysteria meeting that they held this week in i think it was glasgow but they essentially outlined a plan for how much money they're going to have to print to save the planet, Corey, save the planet. And they reckon over 30 years, they're going to have to print $150 trillion. $150 trillion cuff bucks is what they're going to have to print to save. Over the how many years? 30. Wow. I mean, that's, they're really undercutting themselves. They're going to print a lot more. So, so when they say banks and investors race to fund the $150 trillion net zero push. Of course they do. What they mean is that money is going to be extracted from the productive lower and middle class economy, probably for inflation. Uh, but just remember more hypocrisy on display. These people are coming out saying we need to use less energy and less oil. And they all arrive there on their own little private jets, uh, burning and guzzling oil and, but of course, it's a different set of rules for them, Corey. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I had jumped into a space that you were in, um, and I heard you talking a little bit about the the percentage of money in these stimmy checks that went out in the U.S., where it was like $1,200 went to you as like bread and circuses to distract you, but like in reality, how how that was so disproportionate to how it went to the elites and everything. Yeah. So I think um, obviously we've done more and more printing since uh, I think I just used the rough number of the first uh, bailout in 2020. So early 2020, I can't remember if the cares act was 2.2 trillion or 3 trillion. I'll just use $3 trillion for the maths. So you just, you take the total amount of money printed $3 trillion and I just divided that by the rough amount of Americans there are out there. Is there about 330 million of you guys? Yeah. Yep. Like, so I went 3 trillion divided by 330 million and it comes out to be $9,000 per person. So if all of that $3 trillion was printed equally, that means every single person in America should have received $9,000. But of course, what did the everyday person get in America? They got a $1,200 stimmy. So then you've got to kind of ask yourself the question, right, where did that other $7,800 go per person? Of course, it all went to the bankrupt banks. It all went to the bankrupt corporations. It all went to the 30% of the S&P 500 who are operating as zombie corporations. Um, so, hmm, hmm. That's, that's money printing for you. But of course, they don't tell you that in the news. They say, look at all this we're doing for you. We're giving you a $1,200 stimulus check. It's all about you and looking after the unemployed. It's all about you looking after the business owner who lost his home. But they don't tell you about where the other $7,800 per person goes. And that obviously gets funneled through the bankrupt banking institution and people who are savers and living on pensions and 401ks they cop 100% of that inflation. They cop that entire $9,000 per person in debasement of their savings. Whenever the money supplies increase, it devalues the currency equally. So uh, it's absolute theft. That's all I can um, say. Yeah. 
good thing they have our best intentions um you know because they oh let's see yeah what's the the low end of this projection is going to be oh i mean yeah it's well, 666 what are the odds what a surprise <laughs> what are the odds huh so even it's on like that low evil end. or something Crazy. yeah always even on the low end, um, you've got 6,600 per head. Um, so obviously a $1,200 stimmy, stimmy check. You've got to ask yourself, where did the other $5,400 per person go? Not in our pockets. That so it shows, is for damn sure. Yeah. So the people are getting, in the 2008 bailout, the people got 0% of the bailout. They got none of it. $700 billion. Oh, that didn't which, go to anybody, yeah. Yeah, straight to Wall Street. And obviously, that's where you had Occupy Wall Street. Um, so this time, they knew that in the bailouts, they had to throw some bread. And, you know, obviously, they'd have to put on the circuses as well with the mainstream propaganda machine and distract the masses. Tents. Hey, They didn't want people in tents, you know, like occupying uh, in front of the US banks. Although, uh, um, now they don't even have to, they didn't have to get people to organize to be in tents. They're just they're just homeless now so they're out on the street anyways um all their values and, getting uh, extracted from through inflation um so it, for any of the plebs who are new new listeners um and oh, don't know about the OA, hey yeah go go for it we had a little bit of a lag there we go for it. uh for any, for any of the people who are new to macro and finance and they don't know what the 2008 global financial crisis was when that happened and the housing market crashed by 50%. Um, all of the homeowners, the everyday plebs like uh, me and Corey and probably most of you guys listening, we got booted out of our homes uh, because if we didn't have savings to pay the rest of our mortgage. Meanwhile, Wall Street and all the big banks who had who were leveraged up to their eyeballs in mortgages and mortgage-backed securities they got a $700 billion bailout um, and naturally none of that went to the everyday person. Uh, this time around, they got a 1200 stimmy, but last time in 08, they got zilch. They got zero of that $700 billion. And naturally that led to the massive uh, Occupy Wall Street rallies, which is what we're showing on screen uh, where the everyday person was pissed. They said the 99% will not be silent. Um, so obviously the our central bankers knew that they needed to throw us just you know five percent of the bailout money to keep us shut up um a little bit yep um well it's you know it's crazy because with all that so my frustration with buying talking about occupy wall street and the you know mortgage-backed securities and all that uh credit default swaps that happened in 2008 um with me going through the mortgage process right now, it couldn't be any more alarming at how messed up this system is. Um, so just to give like general idea to people, um, we're getting it figured out and we'll get it taken care of. But, um, but I'm a business owner. So I pay myself a, what is deemed, you know, reasonable salary. Um, and then uh, all the profits do not show up on my W-2. Um, and so this year's profits for my company, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to explain the situation. This year's profits are phenomenal. Um, and uh, I can't show that 
to the bank, they they're like, we just we, we can't trust your profit and loss statement, even though I was like, here's the profit and loss. Here's the balance sheet. Here's everything. And then here are all the bank statements that corroborate and verify everything I'm showing. you. You can follow the entire paper trail. It's all there. Um, they're like, yeah, we can't trust that profit until it's showing up on your on your uh, taxes for next year. And I was like, well, that doesn't mean no good right now when we're closing on the house in December. That doesn't that doesn't mean nothing. Like I at at the earliest would have those taxes done in March, or maybe late February. So it's this whole mess. And, you know, I mean, we just had to like bend over backwards and get this all figured out. I mean, cause they kept saying they were like, well, you could put more money down on the house. And I was like, no, I'm putting down as little as possible and keeping everything else in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, yeah. So the, here's the, how messed up the system is. And sorry if I said this before, but like, it's just, it can't be underestimated or understated how um, if I just was working, you could just work at a regular job. It's weird. Like, so these mortgage brokers, I'm hearing this directly, um, is that they don't, um, they just look at your pay stub. They don't look, they don't, they don't want to factor in the big picture. They don't want to factor in that you have a ton of savings or that you're responsible with your money. They don't even care. You could, if your pay stubs showed that you were making X number of dollars and it meant their requirements for the mortgage, it doesn't matter. You could literally, so let's just say if you were making $6,000 a month, but you were spending eight grand a month. So you, you were in the hole two grand every month, just spending it on stupid shit, consumer consumerism, you know, like buying crap or whatever. But they would look at your income and go, they go, wow, you make $6,000 a month. Congratulations. Um, oh, look, your car payment is only X and, you know, your, you know, the other student loans debt, debts are only X, but here, um, we added in this new mortgage. Yeah, you're only at 41% or 40% of debt to income ratio. So go for it. You can have this mortgage. Even though the person in real life, the person can't afford it. So they're not verifying. It's just alarming to me. They're not verifying if people can actually afford these mortgages based on their actual financial behavior. How much do you need to put down? It, huh? How much do you need to put down on a home in a new, in the US? Um, I mean, standard is twenty percent. Um, I'm trying to do like five. Nice. Um, <laughs> just because I, uh, it's gonna come from Bitcoin, <laughs> so like I'd I'd rather just keep it in there. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a crazy situation. It's like. I just, it makes me wonder, like, who is anybody steering the ship here on this? Or is this like, is this going to run aground, like, you know, run ashore again? Because um, it, I mean, it's insane. They, they're not looking 
at how people actually spend their money. They're literally looking at one thing. They're like, hey, that checks the box. Your pay stub says you make X dollars per month, and that equates to enough money for this mortgage. And it doesn't matter that you don't put any money. Like, it doesn't matter that you live to your limit every month. They don't care. And this is a part of the bigger picture is what I, a guy Swan actually tweeted something about this. And I was, so I was DMing him. I was like, dude, I'm dealing with the same thing. I think he was doing something like refi, like refinancing or something. And they told him they couldn't, that he couldn't do it because he, you know, was business owner, literally the scenario I just laid out. Um, and, uh, and we were talking about it and he said, it's like, they want you to be a part of the system. They want you to be in the system. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to go out on your own and have success and be outside of their control. Um, because like I said, if I, I could spend wildly and be net zero every month, no savings, no deficit, or worse, you could have a deficit every month. And it, they, it doesn't matter to them if they look at you, you work at a company that pays you a standard W-2 and you've been there for a long time and it's a company that's running around. So it's essentially slavery that they're like, oh yeah, like you're, you're not saving money, life better, but, you, but we have a track record to show that for the last five years, you've worked at this company and broke even and not improved your life. So we know that you will do whatever it takes to pay off your debts and keep paying them and keep working at the slave job, but, and, and not, and not buck the system and not try to get out and make your life better. And so it's, it's it actually easier for people. And I'm learning that too, because I keep Googling it and like, I've been like reading. And if you just, you look at how hard it is for self-employed people to get mortgages, it's really difficult. Um, so it's just, it's just this weird system where like when I was like DMing with guy, I was like, he's like, yeah, it's like they, they want, they're incentivizing you to be in the system. They're incentivizing like, Hey, you know, just get a job, just get a job at some company, you know, show some regular income and yeah, you know what you earned it, go out there and spend that money. You know, you're like, go buy that new thing, buy that new piece of garbage made of plastic that you know, it was, it was made in China with slave labor. Go ahead and buy it. Just buy that. And, um, you know, you deserve it. Like you, you should, who cares? I mean, we can always add more debt, like, you know, just enslave yourself longer. Um, Bitcoin fixes yeah. this. Bitcoin <laughs> fixes this. It's the exact same in Australia too. Um, people who are in the system and uh, have an everyday working job, if it's full time, you take three months worth of pay slips into the bank and they'll give you a mortgage on any home they want. But if you're self-employed, you need two years worth of pay slips yeah. uh, if you want the same yeah. house. So just another example of uh, absolute bullshit. Them wanting you in the system. Um, it's disgusting. It's but Bitcoin it's... fixes this. Um, oh, and it, like what I love is to like, so you look at like a company where you work and they're like you have two months vacation or two weeks vacation you know and that's insane like that is so it, I, I know people have to work jobs 
and you know you got to mind your fiat but man if you have an entrepreneur if you have any entrepreneurial spirit get out there and get out of it because it's just insane to me it's like they've they're building this perfect prison for you where you're like hey you have this little you know apartment that's great um you know it used to be called a jail cell but now it's it's a it's an apartment you know like all they did was add like cushions and stuff to it and like, oh, you know, this is comfy. Um, the illusion that you live in a free world, the illusion that you're in, you know, a free market. Um, I think that's what's happening. I think that's the, the, what we're coming across, what everybody's slowly identifying is that so much of what we've been fed is an illusion and it's a lie and, and people are opting out. They're done. I think this is a good night to end the podcast on, guys. Opt out. <laughs> the, opt really out op- of the illusion. Really optimistic moment. Yeah, just, you uh, got it. You know. There you go, plebs. You heard it. Opt out of the illusion. Buy Bitcoin. Um, Corey and I will be back again next week. Um, if, I'll yeah. be even riper then because hey. I have to talk to more mortgage brokers this week. So. I'll be even more. I'll be even more <laughs> raw next week. Uh, I'll probably be pretty raw between now and whenever we have moved in to the new house. I'll be. I'll be pretty. Uh, we'll be here raw. for you, and mate. Probably, the plates will be here for you. It'll probably just keep coming. It'll probably just keep getting worse at that point because then in the new house, I'm setting up a mining rig. Like I'm. I'm going that route. I'm. I'm going full blown crazy. We want to hear about the mining operation on the weekly show. Uh, the, the I will ple- tell it's requested you, by the plebs already. I will tell you the mining. I'll tell you the one that I lost all the Bitcoin in and the boat. That's the <laughs> mining operation. The other one doesn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there you go, plebs. Uh, have thank a boat you so accident. much, plebs. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Go thank- out, go boating. Everybody go boating. And, uh, you know, don't forget when you stack sets, first thing you should do is get in a boat and uh, go for a little ride. We we lost all that corn in a boating accident. Get out there, plebs. Go get a mate. Get on a boat and have a good weekend. Corey and I will see you again next week. See you guys. See you.